Thank you for joining us today on Rebounding Faith. We're going to be talking about the concept of peace, internal peace, and an understanding that peace is a process. It is an internal state rather than external circumstances, a peace that is given to us by Jesus, an understanding that each day is a surrender of chaos to God for peace and in exchange an acceptance of his peace. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. Today we are going to be discussing what peace means, really the meaning of peace and what it means to us as believers and followers of Christ. So peace, the true definition of peace, you know, y'all, I love to start in this place, right? We're definition. So peace means a state of relaxation characterized by being calm and collected, an act of daily surrender. I added that part because I think that's necessary for me. But really, peace and absence of conflict are not the same thing. So you can have absence of conflict and still not be relaxed, calm, and collected, or vice versa. You can have actually a state of peace internally while a storm is just surging around you. But either way, conflict is still present. So peace for me really is the absence of internal conflict. And I want to just start with this story, and I think it really sums it up well. Um, It's a short story, so I'll read it real quick. It says, there once lived a king who announced to prize the artist who would paint the best painting depicting peace. Many great painters sent the king several of their best art pieces. One of the pictures among the various masterpieces was a calm lake, perfectly mirroring peacefully towering snow-capped mountains. Overhead was a clear blue sky with fluffy clouds. The picture was perfect. Most of the people who viewed the pictures of peace from various artists thought it was the best. But when the king announced the winner, everyone was shocked. The picture which won the prize had mountains too, but it was rugged and bare, The sky looked very angry, and there was lightning. This did not look peaceful at all. It looked like the artist had mistakenly submitted his painting depicting storm rather than peace. But if anyone looked closely at the painting, he could see a tiny bush growing in the cracks in the rock. In the bush, a mother bird had built her nest. Amid the rush of angry weather, The bird sat on her nest with peace. Peace does not mean being in a place with no noise or trouble. Peace means being in the midst of all the chaos and still be calm in the heart. Real peace is a state of mind, not the state of surroundings. The mother bird at her calm, despite her chaotic surroundings, indeed was the best representation of peace. I love that. What do you guys think? It's a good story. Yes. And it really paints this picture, right, of kind of like our logo, 
If you look mm-hmm. at the rebounding phase, yeah, when you were reading the it. lightning and the different stages, right? This storm. And really it's about our inner transformation that is going from a place of um, probably a lot of conflict that is responding to the external of what's going on. And yet God is doing a work internally within us like that mother bird to bring us to this place of just peace in the midst of the chaos. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not an absence of conflict or difficult situations externally. Peace to me means the ability internally to be okay, to be calm in the midst of the storm. And I wondered what your thoughts were. Yeah, it's how you respond, right? I think for me, peace is that sense of calmness, maybe tranquility, I always feel too, when I'm really feeling peaceful, I feel whole or complete. Mm -hmm. And it's usually when I feel the most grateful, Mm -hmm. kind of like regardless of what's going on around me, I just feel that sense of wholeness. Mm -hmm. So Kristen, are you able to have that sense of, of unity or, or wholeness, right? When things are upside down in your life. You can't make sense of the trial. I think at times, right, I think there's some of our trials last a long time. Mm -hmm. Some of our trials last a day or a moment or whatever it may be. So Mm -hmm. I think it kind of depends on what the situation is or what the trial is. But Mm -hmm. when I'm faced with a longer trial, there's still elements throughout that time period where there's peace. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I do think so. Yeah. I know for me personally, it's times where, yes, I do have that, but sometimes I don't. So in full transparency, if I'm really struggling with something and God's really doing a work in me to develop or work out something in me, um, maybe it's, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit, right, that he's trying to to work out uh, of me and, and bring that about, there isn't peace that accompanies that a lot of times. Um, but I do have moments of peace where I think it's enough to sustain me, mm-hmm. to get me through, you know, enough in my tank, if you yeah. will, to get me through to that other side. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the same. And I think that there are times that things may be chaotic in my life or a lot is going on and I sort of look like that duck who's floating on the water but underneath the, the little feet are going a million <laughs> miles a, you know, a minute. I so just, I look I just really calm, that. Yeah. but uh, underneath, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. I think about peace as being absent anxiety. Mm. You know, when I, when I don't have anxiousness when I feel relaxed and good with the world. Like Mm -hmm. when everything, my mind is at peace, my heart's at peace, my body feels at peace. Um, And a lot of the times when we were kind of just talking about this subject and Catherine asking us, you know, about peace and what it means to us. And I said, I think that to the kind of peace the Bible talks about, in a peace that passes understanding, all understanding, that kind of peace. There are a handful of times in my life that I have been at complete peace, and I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to 
be able to look at my circumstance and yet have complete peace because I know I'm so in the will of God Mm -hmm. that even though things may appear not so good, I have peace that I know that everything's okay. And a lot of the times I settle for just a piece of peace, you know, just a little bit of it. Yeah. But I think because I have experienced the true peace of God, the real peace of God, that I yearn for that. I long for that and try to, that is the goal, Mm -hmm. to be in that kind of Mm -hmm. peace. Yeah, that's really good. Um, You know, it's interesting when you look at the difference between like the type of peace that we're talking about, like the peace of God versus how the world looks at peace, like a worldly kind of secular theme. And so when I did uh, some research in Google searches, a couple of common themes are coming up about how the world views peace. And uh, one is in our attitude and values. So Gandhi has a quote that says, the day the power of love overrules the love of power, the world will know peace. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think that there certainly is some truth to that right? When, um, we don't really, uh, pursue power as much, but we more pursue love. Right. So I think there's definitely truth to that. Um, outward behavior. So Ronald Reagan had a quote that said, peace is not absence of conflict, which is what I'm uh, also agreeing with, but it is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. So that would be an external outward behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something else says like lack of internal struggle. So there's a quote that says, when you make peace with yourself, you make peace with the world, right? So that's about really just being um, uh, okay inside. Uh, forgiveness. How about that? A quote by Buddha. They attribute that to Buddha, where it says, those who are free of resentful thoughts surely find peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and acceptance. Uh, so peace of mind is that mental condition in which you have accepted the worst. I got a hold of that and I thought, that did not sound peaceful to me. <laughs> no. Where you just accept the worst so you have peace. Um, And then uh, a Greek Stoic philosopher says, don't hope that events will turn out the way you want. Welcome events in whichever way they happen. That is the true path to peace. So more on the acceptance, right? So it's all these like worldly kind of things, right? Everything. But one thing I've noticed, though, is it is peace that you have control over. So it's either something you're doing, you're accepting, you are not doing, right? Let's say there's something there that you're withholding. Um, and, and I think there's certainly a part of that. But one thing that the Bible, I think, takes it to the next level, which is it's the peace of God, right? So Jesus says uh, in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so really that's about, Jesus giving you and leaving his peace with us. Well, he certainly knew. I mean, he lived, right? All mm-hmm. the things that he went through. And yet he was at peace. And for him to say, I leave you, mm-hmm. you know, my peace, that is different from the world's peace and that everything's going to be okay. It's a real sense of peace because God gave it to us. Mm-hmm. It came from God, a, mm-hmm. a type of peace that passes all understanding, you know, human understanding is how we can feel at peace, 
Yeah. Yeah. And that that's a good point. You know, the peace of Jesus is given to us. We can understand and receive his peace, but at the same time, his peace is also beyond our understanding, mm-hmm. as it says in Philippians 4, 7. So this peace is wholeness, quietude, and rest, yeah. right? Um, rest is good. Rest is you know, really when, good. When you put that with peace, when yeah. you just yeah. feel really at rest. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard, even in some of the quotes that you read or in this Bible verse, it's, um, you know, when it says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid, that combined with some of the quotes, I was thinking, it just makes it sound so easy, right? Yeah, um, it's not easy. Welcome it's events easy. in which, in whichever way they happen, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, be free of resentful thoughts, make peace with yourself. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I would love to do that, yeah, you know, sign me up. but that's just, it's a little bit harder than that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the challenging thing sometimes is like this feeling like, it's like, don't be anxious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm more anxious because I'm trying not to be anxious, right. yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think it, it's just a lot harder sometimes when you're in it and, um, trying to figure out how to regain some of that peace or that calmness mm-hmm. can be really hard. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure you've all heard the quote that it's 98% of what we worry about never actually transpires and the 2% that does, we never saw coming, you know? So, um, a lot of what we're worrying about and obsessing about never comes to be yet. Um, you could find people that would argue with you that anxiety is not a choice, right? It's something that we are, um, destined to wrestle with. And I've talked to women who have been so paralyzed by their anxiety that they've been unable to leave their house or drive their car or they're stricken with panic attacks or whatever. It's a very real opponent, um, an adversary and that we have to wrestle with. And so how do you go from that place, right, to what Jesus is saying, where he's saying peace of mind, like I'm leaving my peace with you. And so my understanding of that is that that is the Holy Spirit, right, that he is leaving with us, that lives within us, that is greater, that lives in us than who is in the world, right? So that is what is living within us. It is capable to conquer this anxiety and to bring us this peace. So what is our step right, to get there, to to say, okay, I am literally paralyzed by these anxious thoughts or whatever, this situation or worrying about this external conflict situation. How do we get from there to like Jesus literally saying like, here's my peace, take it. You know, what, what do we need to do? Yeah, I would think that it's, and you know, um, when our thoughts are racing, and our mind is racing, taking them back captive, you know, and and stopping and realizing, like we've talked about, you know, and I said, you can't stop a bird from um, flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest. It's how right. much you're letting yourself think about it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I have that, you know, racing mind and thoughts, and and I have to consciously realize what I'm doing. And stop it, mm-hmm. you know, make mm-hmm. note of it and, and turn it into, I've been really trying to take my worries and when they come to my mind and when I know that I can't do anything about them, just turning them into a prayer and releasing it to God because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, otherwise I'll just get caught up in it and mm-hmm. it just gets worse. Like you're saying, the thought process just get worse. Well, it's, it's like the verse that says, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in 
all things with prayer and thanksgiving. Yeah. So there's the formula. Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. So in that verse, you know, if you break it apart, he's telling us the formula to get there. So do not be anxious about anything. I don't know that that's where you start. I don't think you start there. I think that's the result. I think you start with prayer and petition, right? So that's where you start. That's the starting point. Mm -hmm. So you start there and then present your requests to God. Right. So that's the next step. So you just kind of giving part, right. Thanking him. Yeah. 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 So you just break down that, that verse and that will, that'll give you what you need. Um, But God needs to absolutely be a part of the pathway to peace. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think acceptance. So we talked about acceptance in a worldly view. I think acceptance in a faith view is acceptance of God's will. And that can be one of the hardest obstacles to peace mm-hmm. is people are saying, I don't understand why. Why is this happening? Why is God withholding this? Or why has God allowed this? You know, um, so acceptance of God's will. Second is surrender. So surrender, maybe it's surrender your questions, surrender your will, surrender whatever it is that you're fighting, surrender that to God. So that's step two. Step three would be trust, right? So we follow where God is leading and that we understand and trust that there is purpose in our struggle and there's purpose in our pain. And so whatever God has allowed in our life, there is a reason he wastes nothing. So it's really about having full-blown trust. And then when we're no longer fighting God, Uh, then we're walking along the blessable path. We've talked about this several times, how we love to basically say, hey, God, over here, like, here's the path, right, that I've designed and, you know, we just need you to bless this path and we'll be (laughs) off to the races, right? And it's no, it's that God has already had the blessable path. So we need to leave ours. That's the surrender. Mm -hmm. And the trust is to walk along his blessable path. Mm -hmm. And so all of these things play a part that lead to the absence of this internal conflict. And I think really internal conflict can be that wrestling inside of something that's going on. And, you know, whether it's something God is calling you to do and you don't want to do it, or if it is something where, you know, it's you're wrestling with forgiving yourself over something and you don't want to do it, right? Something like that. Maybe it's trust. It's just trusting God that he's going to provide in this way. So whatever it is, I think it's surrendering to that, giving into that and trusting God, and that will help assist with the uh, internal conflict. But one interesting quote says, we are not at peace with others because we are not at peace with ourselves. And we are not at peace with ourselves because we are not at peace with God. And Mm -hmm. Thomas Merton said that. I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, there are times where people are really experiencing uh, the opposite of peace when they're angry with God. And there could be a lot of reasons that that would lead up to this. Now, number one, um, because I do get asked about this a lot, and my take on this is that we serve a very big God. He can handle your anger if you're angry with him and you don't understand. I think that that, you know, that's the starting point to understand that, you know. And then second is 
I think, making peace with God. And so my husband affectionately calls this the Lieutenant Dan moment from Forrest Gump. And if you guys recall this movie, you'll remember that um, Lieutenant Dan has a moment where he's on the boat and he's shouting yeah. to God mm-hmm. and he's, you know, saying, is that all you got, God? You know, and there's lightning. It's a very dramatic moment. And Forrest Gump is just sitting there staring at him and letting him have that moment. But what follows that scene is the next scene where he's floating in the water and he's like doing the backstroke, right? Remember, he lost Mm -hmm. his legs in the war, Lieutenant Dan, and he's just at peace with God. And it changes his entire life, the entire trajectory of his life. Um, But I think we have to have that moment. I really do. I think we got to have that showdown with God and make peace Mm -hmm. before we can make progress. That's an important point, too, relative to being able to surrender, um, to your point, accept God's will, surrender, trust, um, because it's hard when you're in that moment, when you're not at peace with yourself, it is really easy to look at other people, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and, and start maybe blaming others or other things happening in life. Um, maybe you're being really down on yourself for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. and maybe you start to feel more shame in what you are doing or not doing. But both of those things are really not the issue. The issue is, to your point, you're not at peace with God. Right. And so neither of those options really are right, whether it's being really hard on yourself or being really hard on other people. It's kind of stepping back Mm -hmm. even further Mm -hmm. to have that Lieutenant Dan moment. Yep where you're just really like bringing things to a head. Yeah. And yeah. being okay to do that. Right. And I think really understanding and emotional. Absolutely. And I think it's it's an understanding that we need to have that God knew that you would be feeling this way before time began. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is no mystery to God. He already knows you're there. He already knows you feel this way. You might as well get it out on the table and have that conversation and get to that place of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what he wants. And we just have to get to the place of that's what we want. Yeah. So why is peace important? I, I think for me, it's about just your overall health and well-being um here on earth you know and I think it's timely that we're talking about this coming out of May which was mental health awareness month Mm. too and I think there's no shortage of people who are talking about this topic Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast on the way over here that talking about happiness yeah right and I think it's something that a lot of people are craving even more so now than I don't want to say ever that might be a little bit dramatic, but with coming out of the pandemic and a lot of hardships that people it's have more been facing, top of mind. it's more top yeah. of mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's well known that a true sense of peace helps with your overall quality of life in general. And so I think being able to really get to the root of what allows you to have that peace and really focus on... Um, like the heart of it, not so much the things or the objects or the the materialistic things that people may think bring them peace, but to really get to the root of it mm-hmm. is what everyone 
wants, right? To have a fulfilling and meaningful life. Yeah, I think it's something um, where we as humans, if it's something that you feel like would be the result of something you control, that's not peace. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to state that. It's, it's something where if you think, if I just get the promotion, I'll have peace. Exactly. If I just can pay off my debt, I'll have peace. If I can just get to, you know, this next, whatever it is, right, the next step, or if I can just get married, I'll have peace. I don't think any of those things bring peace. And you could argue that they might even bring more problems, right, that you're going to have to deal with. So, so if it's an external thing, that is not, as we defined earlier, peace. And I think why peace is important is because it allows us, my take is, is that peace allows us to come to the battle to show up knowing that there's going to be a battle, but to be okay with however God decides it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is literally like the epitome of Christian maturity. I think mm-hmm. that's what we're all striving to get to, right, yeah. that place. Mm-hmm. So I think peace connects us with God in that way. I think it can feel rare because we are fighting for it. It it is definitely a rarefied air, you know, something Mm -hmm. that we rarely experience. Some of us more than others. You know, I think there's people listening that may have uh, more of a sense of peace. Um, But I think uh, for me anyway, personally, it's something, it's a daily surrender to God in order to obtain that peace. So it can feel rare for me. Um, I think it contributes to the quality of our life and our health. Um, I think it absolutely is the way God intended us for to live. I don't think he wants us to struggle so much. I think he, as he said, you know, in that verse that peace I leave with you, peace I give to you. I think it's his intention for us to have it. And I think it allows the other fruits of the spirit to then flow easier. So love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these fruits, I think, come from a place of of peace sometimes. Now you could argue that some of them are born out of adversity um, as a result of God, you know, working in our lives, which they certainly are. But I think it just allows them to flow easier when, when we're at peace. Um, And then, okay, so moving forward, I just wanted to ask you guys and get, you know, your thoughts on peacekeeping versus peacemaking. So when we're looking at that in our lives and you, you know, I've heard people refer to um, to me anyway, as like a peacekeeper, right? But in the Bible, it never says peacekeeping. It says peacemaking. I think that's really an interesting point of distinction. How would you define the two? Yeah, it's a great, great question. I'm glad you asked. Um, peacekeeping really is, you'll go to any length to keep the peace. So think of like people pleasers, right? People that will, um, allow you to, uh, your boundaries to kind of be whatever it takes to keep the peace, right? Mm -hmm. So in the family, a lot of times, if there's an addict or someone in the family that's creating a lot of chaos and wreaking havoc, a peacekeeper might go to the codependency route and allow whatever it takes to just keep the peace in the family. It's very enabling kind Mm of, um, kind of thing. Peacemaking rather is a much more upfront, um, we're going to look at this. We're going to get it out on the table. We're going to get both sides represented and we're going to make peace from this situation, but it doesn't sweep things under the rug. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because in Matthew five, nine, um, Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. 
So it's really about making peace versus just keeping the peace. Yep. And in Romans 14, 19, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. So again, God is asking us to make every effort to, you know, go down that path that leads to peace. So we're going to, there's going to be things that we have to do, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be efforts that we have to put forth. Um, but again, um, not just to keep the peace and sweeping it under the rug, but to make peace. And I thought that was just fascinating. I think that's interesting too. And I'm a middle child. And mm. so middle children are often known as the peacekeepers. Or, really? Yeah, I've heard they yeah. can be troublemakers. <laughs> I think that too. <laughs> the middle child but syndrome. It's going to go one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really um, relate to that of just not wanting any conflict or my yeah. brother and sister when we were kids, you know, fussing and fighting and me just, so oh, just stop. Yeah. You know, just wanting Everybody to be quiet. Every, yeah. Just bring it, you know, the calm, you know, just uh, being able to do that. But uh, that's the first time I really thought about the difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking. And that made a lot of diff- uh, sense to me, Catherine. It was like, the peacemaker is willing to look at the conflict yes. from both sides, to look at all sides of it and to come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. That's and the Jesus peacemaker. was a peacemaker. Yeah, I, can I think see if, that. if you look in his um, examples that mm-hmm. he left with us, it's, it's looking at that. And, and you know, um, he didn't always make peace. I mean, look at like the, the Sadducees, right? Um, and the Pharisees, there, there really wasn't peace made there. Um, but he's going to pull it out on the table mm-hmm. and look at that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was interesting. Okay. Another thought I had was, is there such a thing as a piece of peace? P I E C E of peace. Yeah. I can think I you describe earlier. what you yes, mean by that? I can. So, um, so a lot of times, you know, we want to have all consuming peace, right? And, and as we alluded to earlier, um, we want everything in our external world to be peaceful, and that will dictate our internal feeling, right? So I challenge you to be, is there such a thing like the mother bird where everything has just gone off the rails, you know, in your life, and you're looking at this thinking, I don't have any clue how I'm going to pull this and, and reel this back in, but I can build a nest, right? I can do what I can do, and I can sit there in the midst of the storm and I can have a piece of peace. Now, Kristen, you were saying you thought of that differently, which I thought was fascinating. Do you want to share what you... I was thinking about more if you look at peace like as a percentage, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the scale, right? 100% would be like full peace. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, off Um, the charts. Is it possible to feel 60% at Mm. peace, right? Because there's this like thing going on that you're like struggling with that might prohibit you from being 100% there. But it's not like I don't have any. It's not a yes or no. You're either at peace or you're not. It's like most things we talk about, more complicated. I totally get that percentage thing. How do you see it? A piece of peace. You know, I have a piece of it, but not all of it. Yeah. You know, I am not at complete peace where it is well in my soul, mm. that kind of thing. Um, I can have the peace of believing God's word that it's that all things work together for the mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You know, I can 
believe that and that gives me peace. But there's that part of um, the situation that isn't peaceful or the circumstance that's not peaceful and you don't feel good about that. So you're not at peace about that, but I am at peace about the God that I love and knowing that he loves me and that he is working in this situation, but I don't have full peace. So I just have a piece of a peace. A piece of peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there are times where, um, where I can have peace with certain things in my life, but simultaneously at the same time, I'm wrestling with other other things. You know, I, I don't think it's until we get to the other side in heaven where we'll be granted, you know, full peace every day. Um, and, and you might argue that perhaps that's intentional and it is divinely designed that way to keep us coming back to God. You know, you mentioned like well within your soul, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought about that story behind that song. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Kristen, do you know? So so there's a story by the name of a guy named Horatio Spafford, and um, he knew something about life's unexpected challenges. So he was a successful attorney and a real estate investor in 1871, and he thought a vacation would do his family some good, so he sent his wife and four daughters on a ship to England, and he was going to plan to join them after he finished some business. Um, unfortunately, the ship was involved in a terrible collision and sunk, and more than 200 people lost their lives, including all four of his precious daughters. His wife survived the tragedy, um, but upon arriving in England, she sent a telegram to her husband that began, quote, saved alone, mm. what shall mm. I do? Um, So he immediately set sail to England, and at one point during his voyage, the captain of the ship, aware of the tragedy that had struck the Spafford family, summoned Horatio to tell him that they were now passing over the spot where the shipwreck had occurred. Mm. As Horatio thought about his daughters, words of comfort and hope filled his heart and mind, and he wrote them down, and they have since become a well-beloved so that hymn was written as he was going, journeying mm. over the spot where this boat had sunk and he lost all wow. four of his daughters. And if you read the words, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. Mm. So that... To me, when I read that, that is not a piece of peace. Right. You know, so you mm. wonder, how do you get to that point? Yeah. It's absolute surrender mm-hmm. and trust. I mean, who, what father would not be crying out to God? And I'm not saying he didn't. We yeah. may not know that. Um, mm. But this was shortly after it occurred, right? His wife was already in England waiting for him to get there. Mm-hmm. So he's on his way there. So to get to that place where he can actually write that down and be at a place, uh, it's a very powerful song. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that is really moving. Yeah. Um, it's an old, yeah. old hymn. Mm-hmm. We used to sing it in church when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can link that too. I'll yeah. link it in our, in our episode notes. Um, so really, you know, and, and just in closing, I think it's important to 
recognize that um, for some of us, that piece of peace is enough. And you know what? It's a stepping stone and recognizing that some days we may be at 70% peace and other days we may be at 30% peace or some days, you know, 0%. And that's when we're really crying out to God to calm our anxious thoughts, right? With prayer and petition and thanksgiving, presenting our requests to God, asking for his peace that he leaves with us. Um, and remembering, right, um, in our rebounding recap today, that sometimes God chooses to calm the storm and other times he chooses to calm his child in the storm Mm -hmm. and recognizing just like we depicted in our logo that it is a process of going from that place of just internal strife or external situations that just feel like it's bearing down on you to a place of maybe that middle picture is the piece of peace right that's where we're starting to see the 70 30 or even a 50 50 ratio it's lifting a little bit even if it's internal and then the last third of the picture right would be really we have we have hit this place now where we can we've got our stride going and we're having some peace now that that we can type of pieces yeah that jesus left Mm -hmm. that's right exactly so um so in closing we just want to encourage you all to um to read through those verses and we'll we'll put those in our episode notes and to understand that it's a process Pieces of process. And we hope that this has inspired you and helped you to feel not so alone um, in those days and, and those areas of struggle because we, we definitely all have them. Um, but on that note, we wish you a very uh, good week and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.